Hey everyone, this is the Everyday Leader Podcast where we hear from inspiring individuals building and leading teams across Africa. Today I speak with Charles Elliott, based in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. Charles is a Senior Program Manager at the African Management Institute, which equips and supports entrepreneurs, managers, and young starters with key tools to build their businesses and, and thrive. Previously, he was the Deputy Country Manager at Aneza Education where he worked on strategy and operations to help launch the company in Ivory Coast. He also has spent time at the Seedstar's office in Abidjan, helping support entrepreneurs and incubate new businesses there. I'm excited to speak with Charles today because he is passionate about startups, operations, and learning. Welcome, Charles, uh, to the show. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. I've just given a a recap of of your career so far, and so uh, let's dive into things. Uh, mm-hmm. You're in Abidjan right now? Yeah, I'm in Abidjan. Uh, almost everything you've done so far in your career has involved training or supporting rising leaders, whether that's through education at yeah. Aneza Education, manager training at African Management Institute, yeah. uh, and entrepreneurial support at Seedstar. So I'm curious what drew you to this type of work? When I just began my, my career, I was working in MNO's company you know, uh, ranch, move, and so on. And I felt like the real need is, was to support entrepreneur. And I was at Orange when I had this opportunity to go to Seed Stars. And I was like, this is exactly what I want. Work in entrepreneurship, support entrepreneur, and share some skills and information that I have with entrepreneur. And for me, you cannot support them if you are not working in, if you are not working in the field, if you are not just involved in what they are doing. So it was my feeling just at the very beginning of my career that I had to find a way to work with entrepreneur or to support entrepreneurship. And this is why uh, I joined Seed Stars and at the very beginning, I was my my diploma at this time was logistics and transportation, and everyone was just like you. You are just in entrepreneurship without any diploma in entrepreneurship. Well, what's happened? Why? And I'm like, it is just for me an occasion to show that you don't need any special diploma. It is important for sure. It is important to have a training and to be trained, uh, to train entrepreneurship, it is true. But if you want to do the, the deep dive, if you want just to, to, to go there, you don't, you don't need a special diploma. You don't need something that's special. You just need your passion, your vision, and your heart. That's all. And this is why I, I, I was like, this is what I need. That's so true. Uh, you don't need an MBA or a, a degree in entrepreneurship to start a business. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it is tough, you know, where to start and, and what can give you credibility. And I guess there's nothing better than to just, you know, get into it and start, yeah. you know, working with startups and building things and, and uh, failing, as they say. I'm, I'm curious, what would you say was your, you know, most formative uh, or, or biggest learning uh, opportunity early on that set you up for some of these leadership roles that you have ended up taking more recently? For me, I learn every time and I learn from every experience. This is why I was just, I was uh, discussing with my my boss at 
at AMI, so African Management Institute. And I was telling her, you know, me, I really want to launch my, my startups. I really want to have my personal business and to, to, to run this, but I really don't want to stop working with in a company just because in working in a company, you learn, you learn, you learn more. You learn about an environment. You learn about what thing, what people are just building, and you learn, you you learn about uh, leadership. You learn about uh, how people are. It's not the same when you're just managing your own company. It, your own company is your business, is your vision, and you cannot get thing, things from from other people. So, I've learned in. All, all roles I've, I've in the past. I've learned leadership. I've learned, I've learned how to run a company. I've learned how to manage a team. I've learned uh, how to how to how to create a, a good environment. And it will be very hard for me to tell you this is my most great opportunity or my most great learning in this company. But what I would tell you is just that I've learned a lot in leadership because when I when I joined NSA Education at the very first my my role was content and project manager and I was managing a team of four people and I was the youngest I was twenty fifth or twenty fourth and the average of age in the in the team was thirty and all and in the team you have four women so it it was a bit hard for me at the very beginning to 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 go with this team and uh, to tell you all the team in the company at NS education in Kodiwa was all women so I was the only one man yeah if I, yeah I was the only one man so it was a bit hard and I felt I and I felt more in this role I was like yeah I know I know what what women are, women are telling when they say it is hard to be an environment when you are just around men when you are just this and I was like I know what they are saying I know why why it's hard and I know why it is important to have uh, equality equality in in role equality in company and so on but it was just at the very beginning after that when I joined I, I felt like the real leadership was not just being a dictator it was just it was really share information with people share uh support them coaching them and not only in the in the professional life it was like you have to coach them also in the in their own life in their personal life it's not just about the company it's more also about um about their feeling and you have to listen a lot from the from the team you are managing and for me and what's my experience tell me till now is that a team is just not a boss and other people a team it's all of you that are working to achieve things and it's what i was it's what i learned till now and till now it hasn't changed my mind that it's a it's the best way to to manage a company or to manage a team communication through uh, growing teams yeah. uh, and that was you know not necessarily something that i've been learning uh as a solo founder of a tech startup uh, so you're definitely right there 
And I actually want to dig a little bit deeper into what you said uh, about your early learnings uh, while at Aneza Education. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Aneza Education was or is uh, and, and what you were doing with them uh, as the, the deputy country manager for Cote d'Ivoire? So Aneza Education is a startup that wants to spread education everywhere at affordable price. And when I say affordable price, it just ends with a simple uh, technology that is SMS. And for the education, it was clear that SMS was everywhere. You can have access to your SMS, whether you are in rural zone and in urban zone, whether you are. But even you, even if you have a future phone, you can have access to, to an SMS. What's not the case? when you're using application, when you are just, uh, you have to connect your, your phone to internet and so on. And it is a bit hard. It's a bit hard in rural zone to have a smartphone that can have access to internet or in which you can download application. So for initial education, we had to use uh, SMS to share, to share education everywhere. And Inesa means spread. And uh, when I was, I was deputy country manager at Eneza, and my role was on the operation, um, was on the team, managing the team, achieving uh, Eneza education project, and supporting the expansion strategy of Eneza education in Cote d'Ivoire and elsewhere, depending on the, on the CEO and also in city. So globally, it was that uh, strategy, a bit of strategy, a lot of operation, a lot of, um, a lot of management, and share the vision of the team with, of the company with the team, with everyone, so that uh, we all got the same level of information and we all know where we are going and what we want to achieve. So you were with uh, Aneza Education for a number of years. Could you uh, maybe take us through one of the major challenges that you faced as a leader there? My, my main challenge, as I, it was just, I was a younger of the team and I was one of the leader of the team. And it was, it was very hard at the beginning because it was like, and I don't, I'll, I'll tell you just in Cote d'Ivoire, it is, sometimes a bit hard to manage a team where you are just, you cannot have 25th and manage a team where you have people that are 30, 40, 40 years old and so on. Sometimes you have some clash of just people just don't want to listen to you just because you are, you are young. And it was at the very beginning, it was hard. After that, what, what happened was not most about the team, but it was most about the the investor and the environment. You go in a company, you you find um, you find uh, a deputy country manager that is uh, that is young, and you're like, hey, I'm not sure that I want to discuss with someone that can be my son. You see, so it was it was pretty. It was. It was it was hard. It was hard at the very beginning. But I was like, yeah, you are not here for my for my age. You are not here for my um you are not here for my age because I'm not here because of my age. I'm here 
we are all here because of my knowledge. And I was like, I'm not here to, to have a fight with people. I'm just here to show them what I know and to prove them that I, I, can, I can have this role and I, I, can, I can work in that way. And after just, I'll tell you, after three, four months, we have the result. And everyone was like, yeah, this guy know what he's doing. And it is what is important for everyone. I feel like in management, in management, what you have to get in your mind is that you have to share what you know. You are not, you are not managing a team just to tell them, hey, you have to do this or do that. You are managing a team to improve yourself and to improve them. And the only way to show that um, you, 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 you are good for this world is to show that you have, you have something in your brain that you can share and that can have a big result and that can help the company to achieve. So, yeah, I'll tell that this was my, this was, yeah, yeah, to tell you, it was, it was a bit, a bit hectic at the very beginning, but by the end, we all was good about the fact that this, this man can be young, but this one can manage a company without any problem because he has his personal resource that is good for this role. Yeah. That's great. It sounds like you really kind of, um, you know, took a, a tough situation where you were younger than a lot of the people that you were managing, which is, uh, you know, not just in Ivory Coast, but uh, in a lot of places that can be a little bit uh, strange uh, yeah. at first, but it sounds like you built up the credibility by just, you know, getting the work yeah. done and, and moving the, the team forward and the projects forward. I'm also curious, you know, education is definitely a, a tricky industry to be in, especially if you're a, a for-profit uh, entity as Aneza Education is. Um, you know, can you maybe briefly share with us some of the challenges that you faced trying to roll out uh, your different services, you know, uh, in Ivory Coast and how you helped the team navigate those types of challenges? Because you know, as much as you might be working for an impactful organization, when you run into issues that slow down your impact or prevent you from achieving your impact, it can be you know, a big blow to the team morale and, and uh, being able to even keep people around. So do you want to maybe walk us through some of the challenges you faced and how you uh, move forward from that? You know, education is a big discussion. I, and I'll tell you, especially in West Africa, it's, it is... It is very hard uh, to tell people, hey, I have a product you have to pay for. The, the need is here. I will tell you the market is here. And the money is just not everywhere. You know that people need this. You know that this product is good for them. You know you have this information. And finally, they just don't want to pay for and this is something that we had also at Seed Stars, and we, are, we we were in the same position at Eneza, and we were. I was like, yeah, this is something that we have to we have to put in our metrics. And to tell you generally, uh, for me, innovation goes with education. When I say that, it's just like when you launch an innovation, you have to educate the market. So that the market can just tell, this is the product I want to use. And 
when we were just building big scope, like we will just achieve this, achieve that, achieve this. And you were in a market where your products, you are doing tests, everything is good. And you launch a product and the market was like, mm -mm -mm, it's not something I want to pay for. You're like, what's happened? And you know, it's not because your, your, your product is bad. It's just because the, pro the market is in that way. And I was just, I was discussing a lot with the team about this kind of problem. I was like, hey guy, just come, we have a quick check-in. I want to tell you about something that we are facing now. It's like we are launching the product, for example, in a rural zone and we have this problem. What do you think about? What do you think? What do you, what do you think about? What do you want us to do? What is possible in your opinion to do in, in this city? Uh, do you know someone, someone there? Uh, what can you do? And this kind of involvement of the team was great. As when you're doing that, they, they feel like they are part of the company. We really feel that in their heart, that they are part of the company, but they also feel like you need them to achieve something. And it was also important for us because you cannot have all the idea of a company. And if you're the most intelligent people in the world, you need to get advice from, from, uh, from the team. You need to get advice uh, from anyone. So I was like, yeah, sharing things, a lot of communication with the team and getting, getting things from them and say, okay, we have to do this, we have to do that. And the main example was with uh, one of our contracts with MNO. Uh, we stuck for, I'll tell you, maybe more than six months to have this contract. And I was like, hey, what are we going? What's happened? Well, what can we do in that way? And I was like, I was saying to my team, to one of my team that is a tech guy, can you help me on that? Because we are stuck, we, are, we cannot move, and I don't know what we can do. And it was like, you know MNOs? I said, yes, but <laughs> I was not I was not in the tech in MNOs. And, and told me, okay, I know something that you can do. Just wait for two days. I will just call someone, and we will, we will together see what we can do in that way. And just after, just by using this way, after two more, we were, we were good. And it's also what happened when we had uh, when we had our new country manager. We were just talking on something, and she came. She told us, "No worry, I know what we can do with this. I know what we have to do in this." And just wait, we will make a kind of team meeting and share some, do a kind of brainstorm, so that finally we will decide what to do. But I already have my idea. And we just go there and say, okay, I want, I think that this is a good idea. I think that this is a good idea. And at the end, everyone shared. And she said, yes, I had an idea, but this one was better. And even on the product, what's happened generally in startups is that startups are just launching products without uh, advice, uh, I'll say advice from the team. And at NZ Education, we were just building the product with advice. I was like, hey, guy, we want to do this. What do you think about what is possible to do? Me, my vision is that. What is your vision about it? So if you can help me, please tell me. It was not a relationship about, yeah, I'm a deputy country manager. You are just 
service responsible so just you have to apply what i'm telling you to do it was most like hey guy i know if you are here you get something in your mind and you deserve to be here so you have information that that i don't have if i had this information we won't give you or give you this role so please support me so that we will achieve it together and we can be sure that we achieve the combined vision so we were working that way for fixing all the problems that NSA have. And it was so great by the end. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, both you and the, the country manager used a really solid approach of being open and honest with your team about the challenges that you were facing, yeah. uh, which, which can definitely apply to any kind of, you know, startup or, or company that's in an, an uncertain sector where there's some degree of external um, you know, influence that are that's out of out of your control, and one mm. way to keep the team motivated and and uh, able to share is to kind of be open with them, bring them in, solicit mm. ideas because they definitely have different perspectives, and that will give people a sense of that they're being you know yeah. not lied to, that they're having an ability to contribute to the challenge, yeah. um, as opposed to you know keeping quiet and letting people guess what might be causing delays and things like that. So uh, it sounds like you guys have made the most of, of definitely a challenging regulatory environment uh, there. So I want to yeah. fast forward uh, and talk a little bit more about your current role at uh, the African Management Institute. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you what you do and, and the team that you're on? So I, I, I'm just I'm now senior program manager at African Management Institute, and it's important just to know that the the role uh, what African Management Institute that we call, call AMI want to achieve is to enable ambitious business across Africa to thrive. And at at AMI, we believe that skilled people build thriving business. Thriving business creates quality jobs. And quality job drive property and property and dignity, and this is important to get in mind. At African Management Institute, what we want is to train people, to train entrepreneur, to train through our program STT and Silver to try to train manager through managemental development program, to train leader through leader develop, leadership development program, and so on. And my role is to go through all the program, French program that AMI has in, in French countries or that involves a French manager or French leader. And AMI is firstly based in Kenya, so the east of Africa and south of Africa, so in South, in our, in south Africa. And AMI was like, yeah, we want to go in West African market and especially in Francophone market. And they just uh, recruit me in that world to, to support all the different programs that you have in the zone, in the French zone and in the Francophone zone. And to tell you uh, about the team at AMI, it is, it is just great. It's, a, it's an amazing team. We are, we are maybe I can tell you we have the smartest people at that you can find in Africa. 
and people are just caring about everyone. Uh, we are just friendly, lovely, goal-oriented. We know what we have to do and we know what we have to achieve. It is just crazy. It is, it is to tell you, it's hard to explain. It's, it's like when you join AMI at the very beginning, you're like, hey, what's happened? I'm sure that there is a trap somewhere. I'm sure there's a bad thing that I will find somewhere. And you're like, no, there is no bad thing. This is a team and this is how people are. It is just amazing, and it's it is important in AMI show to everyone that join AMI that recruitment in the startup is the most important because what you deliver is a product, but one of your inputs is the human resources. And if you fail in your recruitment, by then you fail in the product that you deliver. And AMI is. It is just a crazy team. You can you can just you can if you just need something, if you're stuck on something, you can call anyone. You can just hey guy, I really I really need your help in this. Can you support me? And whether we are busy, whether they are not, whether they are just on leave, you can have a quick call for for quick support. And you're like, yeah, it's it's a team in it is in this team that I want work in. It is in this team that I want to achieve things. It is, it is, it is really amazing. It, I, I, I stuck to explain because it is, <laughs> I don't know. It is just amazing. You, you just need to join AMI to feel it. Uh, we are all friends, whether we never meet. You see, as AMI, all of the team work remotely. I'm in Abidjan. Uh, you have senior program managers at in Kenya. You can find some of them in South Africa and my boss is in Kenya, but we are just all caring about how are you feeling today? It is the the first question that you have is just, hi, hi Charles, how are you doing today? Are you good? Are you sure that you're not too tired? All of everyone, are care, everyone just care about what you are feeling personally and professionally. And this is really what is amazing in at him. I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, that definitely comes strong uh, across it in, in what you've shared there. And, and uh, it looks like you've been there for about six months. So it's yeah. not just the first month that's, you know, uh, gotten you, but uh, it sounds like that positive energy, that uh, sense of caring exactly. for one another across the team has continued exactly. even into month six. So that's quite impressive. I wanted to yeah. also hear a bit more uh, what, what types of projects are you working on now? You mentioned that the team is fully remote. Is the manager trainings that you run uh, with AMI and, and looking at the, the francophone market now, are, are those fully virtual still or is it blended learning? And, and how do you contribute towards uh, making those happen? Okay, um, for me, now I'm working on um, on a program with the SIB, I don't know, Social Inclusive Business Camp that is across Africa. You have French entrepreneurs and Francophone entrepreneurs and also Anglophone entrepreneurs in this program. Um, in uh, This is um, I have also another program that is a management development program uh, that is based mostly in South Africa, so I will manage it just um, from Cote d'Ivoire, and it is fully remotely. 
and uh, yes we have also some internal training i'm in and for our our program now uh, remotely but it is really because of coronavirus to tell you for our uh for our ceo it's it is important to have blended learning program but for now we can't because of covid threats we just can't so we are working remotely and all all our program uh, is uh, are done remotely uh, through learning labs and uh, through also the platform me for example i would support a lot on impact so i will share in some insights and them and also in the engagement uh through the program to tell her hey you have to doing you have to catch up on this and if you just need some information if you want me just to support you on something you can just call me and i will share what i have uh, what I can share if I can support you. So we have the the technology that AMI use is 70, 20, 10. What means that we we learn from peers, we learn from content, and we learn also by tools that we directly um, apply in our current role. And what AMI will share is learning learning for learning labs but also download some tools having access to lessons on the platform but it's just practical tools that can resolve some problem directly that you can use just by downloading through our platform and that really supports you in your in your business or i'll tell you in your role as manager and it is it is important for ami to just not say hey guy go on our platform, read this, read this, read this. It is more important for AMI to have people that apply what they learn. This is why in our platform, you have some tools and we are also here to explain them. Sometimes this tool, you can use it in that way if you do not understand, or you can have a quick call to support you to tell you, this can help you to achieve this. And it is really what you need for, to, to, for, the current problem that you have in your company. So, yeah. Hoping that things can return to blended learning uh, yeah. sooner rather than later, but it sounds like AMI has definitely adapted well. Uh, it, it's it's training services and glad to hear that it you know follows the principle of, of 70, 20, 10 learning, yeah. you know, 70% learning by doing, 20% yeah. is uh, learning from others and 10% is more of the traditional classroom style. Yeah uh learning so uh, I'm, I'm just curious as we wrap up uh, are there any other kind of trends that you have noticed in the past few years either related to workplace uh, learning or or the broader education sector uh that you you feel are maybe being overlooked or underappreciated um what what a rare thing that it's overlooked is the capacity of potentiality of francophone entrepreneurs you know, when you when you're just looking at trend in Africa, you'll have a lot of investment and what means a lot of confidence in Anglophone entrepreneurs, for example, in Nigeria, in um, in Kenya, in South Africa, 
and you don't have the same trends in Cote d'Ivoire, Senegal, and I I felt like it's just overlooked because people here are just uh, amazing. You can discuss with some entrepreneurs. You feel like they have a lot of information. They have uh, they know what they want. They know what they want to build, and it is not just in education. It is in every sector, ed tech, fintech, and so on. But the market is not so open for for them, and they are a bit overlooked. And I feel like um little by little this will change i would really say little by little because the market the the anglophone market is just uh full of investment so now people are just look like hey i feel like there was something in francophone africa let's check and now when they come they see that yeah people are just are building amazing company they are just amazing idea they are just they are looking for funds but it is it's still hard for them in Francophone Africa to get in. So it's it's a bit overlooked, but I've, I have faith that this will change. And this is why also you have AMI in, in West Africa, especially in Francophone countries, to train people, to share them some skills, to tell them, hey, you are building an amazing company, but you need this. It's just not money. It's just not grants. It's also some skills that you have to build to finally achieve great things. And this is why we are in Africa. And in Africa, this is why we are, especially in West Africa and Francophone zone, to help them, to support them, and to tell to entrepreneurs, you have, you have something that is amazing, and we are here to support you. Absolutely. Uh, you're, you're spot on there. And I think it's just a matter of time and you yeah. know, signs, uh, you know, having AMI, uh, you know, take a look at Francophone in Africa and invest and grow its team there. They're not the only one. And so I think that's a sign that, um, you know, things are, are moving in that direction. I know when I was in uh, Gabon, it was also you know, spoken a lot about uh, how it was kind of being ignored in a lot of ways and, whether or not you know the they should yeah. be starting to teach English instead, uh, lots of different approaches and theories there. But now that I'm based in Mauritius, um, you know I'm racing to find more French-speaking coaches, and yeah. I think uh, you know there's a lot more uh, coming down the pike uh, related to regional integration that can also uh, help with that. So. Yeah, um, Charles, thanks so much for uh, the conversation today. I've learned a lot uh, about you know, the work that you've done and, and the lessons you've learned as a leader with, with these interesting uh, companies and, and operations that you work for. Uh, and I look forward to following your journey going forward and wishing you the best of luck. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was, it was a real pleasure also for me to, to listen from you. And uh, it was a great opportunity. And thanks, thanks, thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you.